Hey, Bob WP, and welcome to Do the Woo, the Woo Commerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by PeachPay, a sleek and simplified express checkout that is fully customizable with an easy way to upsell or add customer incentives to your checkout at peachpay.app. GoDaddy Pro Hub, the perfect place to manage all your client sites with the resources and tools to help you make the most out of your time with your client projects. I'll tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but let's get into the second of our series on crypto with WooCommerce. In this show, Lauren Dowling, lead product for Coinbase e-commerce, joins returning guest Dave Lockie from Automatic as the conversation covers accepting cryptocurrency on WooCommerce shops, whether it be for your client sites or your own. Join Kathy and Brad for this chat that will help you to understand the power of flexible payments even more. I am so excited to be back for round two of this amazing crypto and WooCommerce discussion with my co-host here, Brad Williams. Brad, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. We had a really good show uh, last time. Wasn't it? Kind of digging into some crypto and I'm excited to kind of continue the conversation. Yeah, me too. And Dave Lackey is back here with us again. Dave, how's it going? Perfect. Yeah, all good. Nice to be back with you all. Yeah, and we have a special guest from Coinbase, uh, Lauren Dowling. Lauren, what do you do at Coinbase? Yeah, first off, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, I lead product for our Coinbase Commerce offering. Um, And Coinbase Commerce is our platform at Coinbase that helps merchants anywhere in the world accept cryptocurrency as payment. Exciting. Okay. I'd like to get to, well, I have been a Coinbase customer for many years, but I would like to share with the wider community and WordPress and WooCommerce uh, what Coinbase is all about. Can you kind of give us some like history of how Coinbase started, what it originally started with and how you, how you've gotten into the payment space? Absolutely. So Coinbase started in 2012 as a way to make accessing and interacting with Bitcoin easier, which was, you know, sort of the first cryptocurrency that came out. And over time, we've grown to be sort of the most trusted and secure platform serving consumers, institutions, and developers in a myriad use cases to enable them to access the crypto economy. And so we really started as an exchange, so helping people on-ramp into crypto, buy in, and engage with crypto assets. But our goal has has always been in building the crypto economy, which we believe it can be a more fair, accessible, efficient, and transparent financial ecosystem enabled by crypto. Um, But we're not really just a trading platform anymore. So today we're building and providing access to the entire crypto economy, whether that's DeFi, which is decentralized finance on chain, NFTs, commerce payments, providing yield, um, and any sort of third-party capabilities in those segments that I mentioned sort of worldwide. Um, And as I mentioned, I lead our Coinbase Commerce product. So I've been here a little over two years and have been working on the, the payment space here specifically. Um, And I think payments is a really special and unique use case in crypto because it's something people can understand. People understand payments, even if they don't fully understand crypto. And so we've always believed that as crypto becomes more mainstream, payments is likely to play a big role in telling that story and, and helping it become broader. Okay, great. Now, originally, Coinbase just started out as an exchange where someone could buy Bitcoin or buy eventually Ethereum. And then 
every time I log into my Coinbase account, there's a new coin, there's a new project that you guys are representing. How do you guys determine what um, coins you sort of bring into your portfolio? Yeah, absolutely. We have a really clear process internally for basically how we evaluate coins to make sure they're not securities and that they're things that, you know, we can sort of stand behind. They have demand in the market. Uh, they're chains that we sort of know and respect and can work with. And that's sort of for our custodial products. So our Coinbase dot com app or institutional account, uh, where you can actually trade on the Coinbase exchange. We also have access through Coinbase Wallet and some of our other products to DEXs or decentralized exchanges, which offer the ability to trade in a much broader range of currencies um, that may be more speculative or maybe newer part of newer projects. Um, and so we're really looking to enable people to access any any project that they are interested in. And then within our kind of the confines of our custodial product, we take a bit of a closer look at what we're what we're listing there. I should caveat that crypto is speculative. So even if you're trading in coins, make sure that you kind of do your diligence and, and know mm -hmm. what's what. <laughs> do, you, do your own research, right? That's what they like to say in crypto world and, and NFT space and Web3. So I'm a big fan of Coinbase too. I've been it's I've been using it for years. I think when I first joined, um, I believe it was just Bitcoin, Ethereum, and maybe Litecoin. Oh, wow. Long time ago. It was just a few offerings and it's grown significantly just in the past couple of years with the amount of different options for purchasing. But the one thing that really drew me to Coinbase was just how easy it was to purchase crypto. And, and back, you know, even just a few years ago, it was a struggle, especially in the United States, um, to find a place where you could actually get crypto using, you know, what most of us have, a bank account, you know, money in our accounts versus buying some crypto to buy other crypto, which gets very complicated, especially for for uh, beginners, but I think just the fact that ease of use has really helped bring in a, a massive, I would imagine bringing in a massive amount of users. And I'm sure that's all been done very, uh, you know, uh, very intentionally to make it simple, make it easy, make it comfortable. I remember reading an article about Coinbase and the design of how it's so simple and clean, and it's really meant to kind of mimic what we're comfortable with, with our banks, right? They're not flashy. They're not over the top. It's just a comfortable experience and we're managing our money and we need to feel that comfort level. And I feel like Coinbase has really excelled at that in the crypto space where a lot of other sites you go to are just, it's almost over, overwhelming what you're looking at, right? It's like, you don't even know where to start to buy something. Um, but is that kind of, is that, I'm sure, I'm assuming that's intentional and kind of been the long running plan with Coinbase is to be that comfortable place for people to go buy and manage their crypto, especially within the US. Absolutely. And thank you. We work really hard on that as a team. I think there's, you know, three, three core things that we've cared about at Coinbase for um, all of the customers who come in. First, we really want to be the most trusted and secure. We have had a longstanding commitment to consumer protection, security, and global regulatory compliance that makes us very safe uh, and trusted to use for our customers. The second, which you just touched on, uh, Brad, is simple and useful. We want to be really easy to use. Uh, crypto can be really confusing. Uh, some people can find it very complicated. We want to help make it very simple, very clear, very easy for you to get your money from fiat into crypto, uh, buy your first crypto, and even start exploring some of the other use cases to actually use your crypto, uh, which is you know what my product commerce works on. And then the third thing is we really want to be the bridge to the crypto economy, right? So it kind of in that same vein is why we want to be easy to use. We want to help people move from sort of the traditional fiat world today and not just speculate on assets, but also really engage with some of those use cases and see the broader value of a global and inclusive financial ecosystem. What got you interested 
Lauren, I'm, I'm just curious, like, how, what was your um, path into working at Coinbase? What was interesting about crypto in this space and, and Coinbase in specifics um, to you personally? Definitely. So looking backwards, it feels much more linear than it felt at the time. But um, I actually started my career at Intuit, which does uh, financial products for businesses and consumers. I worked on QuickBooks and on payments for QuickBooks and Mint. Um, and there, I really fell in love with the business customer and the payment use case and just found, you know, people care about their money. And when you're able to help them find that extra dollar, move things faster and cheaper and help them like run uh, the business of life, we used to say, uh, really spoke to me. And so that was sort of how I got in sort of the, the financial fintech space. And then I did a brief stint in 2017 and 2018 in seed stage venture capital, which was the previous bull run in crypto when there was just an explosion of all these different currencies on top of Ethereum. Um, and that was really when I would say I got my like crash course or masters in crypto at the time. And was so excited by the innovative nature of what was happening. And I think there's, you know, not so many times in your life where you can see the rise of a new technology that's going to change industries. And so as to why I joined Coinbase, there's really two reasons. The first was our mission uh, to increase economic freedom in the world is something that really speaks to me. I think uh, very similar to the, the mission of Intuit and something that I had really internalized as valuable. And as a product person in particular, knowing that what you're doing impacts your customers' lives in a meaningful way is really important to me. And the second thing is, I really believe in the promise of crypto and Web3 to create a more inclusive, a faster, a cheaper financial uh, ecosystem and really see the ability to dramatically improve the way that payments work for businesses, for consumers worldwide and bring the global economy closer together. And so those things were real drivers for me to want to get into crypto. And then Coinbase has just been the combination of this amazing brand, really trusted, uh, and also just exceptional people who are really uh, believers in in the future that we can build on this technology. And so it's been it's been a joy. I've been here a little over two years and yeah, I don't see don't see an end coming. It's been great. Yeah, our last show, we actually touched on a little bit about some of the uh, reasons why crypto is so important, especially on the global scale. And, and, and you kind of touched on that, which is the idea of, you know, to us and to some of our listeners you might think, I would know, you know, why do I need to use crypto? I can just use, you know, traditional, you know, bank account, credit card, whatever. But that's not always the case in a lot of different, you know, parts of the world, different countries that sometimes if you want to launch a store online, um, even just having a merchant account to accept credit cards is a very steep hill to climb in certain areas of the world where here in the States, it's, I mean, there's a million options, right? This credit card, it's so easy, a couple clicks and boom, people can pay you, but it's just not the case, especially parts of Africa and other, other areas where they just can't do that. And crypto is really allowing them to actually get, get online or potentially sell product online when otherwise they may not have been able to at least to get a jump start. So I think the, and, and I feel like we're just on the cusp of that too, like just in the past couple of years where it's starting to be more acceptable in conversation, um, even with people that aren't into technology, they're familiar with crypto, at least at a high level, right? They may not really understand all the intricacies of it, but they, at a high level, they, they understand it's a currency, right? That can be used to, to do things with. So I think there's that bigger piece there of really making it accessible for anyone in the world, regardless of where you're at, to not only accept payment, but to, to uh, potentially purchase things um, in non-traditional ways using crypto. Definitely. We had, um, 
when I was first joining, one of our customers was a market in Venezuela who started accepting cryptocurrency payments online and just would have these effusive sort of customer emails to us about how amazing it is to be part of the global economy and how sort of the, the currencies that he accepted in that you know, through our product was much more stable and was enabling him to, you know, feel much better off in sort of the uh, tenuous economic situation that he was in at home. Um, and those are the kinds of stories that really fuel me and get me really excited about the kinds of things that we can enable with crypto. Yeah. And it really kind of validates, I think in the early days of crypto, a lot of what we'd hear about is how it's used for bad things on, right? Like, you know, the potentially anonymous factor and you can do uh, you know, so maybe illegal things or whatever, but now it's, I feel like, you know, institutions like Coinbase and just seeing the, um, you know, the expansion of actual legit uses of crypto and especially in the last, you know, three, four five years have kind of shed that image. Of course, there's always going to be a little bit of that. Right. But, um, and, and turned it as, Hey, there's, there's some real power here. Like this isn't just for doing shady things online, right? There is a massive amount of power being able to accept, uh, or even pay with crypto. Um, and to see that expand in the past few years, I'm really anxious for that to expand beyond just online too. Um, and to be more local, right. Cause I go to stores and sometimes I'll ask them like, do you take crypto? And now they usually know what I'm talking about. A couple of years ago, they were like, I don't even know what you're t- like Bitcoin. I don't even know what that is, but now they've at least heard of it, but they don't, you know, most places still don't accept it in person. Right. But, uh, we're going there. Right. And I think online is the first barrier to that, to get more places accepting crypto. Um, you see it more, even if not using it, when you're on checkout and you see crypto as an option, it starts to go into the back of your mind. Right. And you start seeing it more and more and more. And then you realize, oh, there's something to this and it must work. Um, and it must be trustworthy or why would, you know, especially larger companies be using it. So, it's been an interesting path, and I think we're really just kind of at the cusp of that on a, on a on a global kind of adoption scale. Definitely, and I think you know we've talked a little bit about sort of the developing economy story and how we can help people who maybe don't have traditional bank accounts start accepting online payments and become part of the global economy. But even for sort of developed countries, uh, crypto offers the ability to do much faster global payments. So even if you're sending money from the US to Europe or through different um, through different countries or different currencies, it can be much cheaper and much faster to actually receive those settlements, which is a really big promise as well. So I think there's a little something for everyone depending on depending on where you're at. So much of the mission of what crypto is all about, about providing economic freedom, dovetails so nicely into sort of the mission of WordPress and WooCommerce by extension. Um, it's almost a natural that crypto payments and WooCommerce come together. Um, I'd love to talk about a little bit about how this um, this opportunity with WooCommerce came to be. And Dave, maybe you can um, talk about, you know, what you've done at WooCommerce and how the conversation started with Lauren. Right. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, I think that the genesis is that my agency, Pragmatic, built the first Coinbase commerce plugin for WordPress back in 2018 after I was uh, at an event in San Francisco and just had one of those uh, fortuitous conversations where I just happened to ask the right person at the right time if they'd considered integrating with WooCommerce. And the lady, Amy Yin, uh, was like, we're actually just about to commission an agency, uh, but uh, give, me, give me time and um, I'll let you get a proposal in as well. So... Um, it's quite a personal connection, and I guess it's paralleled my career through um, WordPress and crypto and wanting to bring the two together as well. Uh, so the work that I've done since I've started at WooCommerce, at Automatic, is figuring out what are all the different intersection points for Web3 and WordPress. Like, what trends do we see? 
what are the points of disruption? Does that present a challenge or an opportunity? Or do we not know yet? How well-formed are those sort of subtrends? And if we had to stack rank them, like where would we start off? And the reason we started with payments is is that's crypto's original use case, you know, peer to cash. And that is still the foundation of everything in crypto is decentralized, permissionless ways to transact with each other. And so it just seemed like a very logical place to start uh, looking for intersection between WordPress and, and crypto. And I think that has borne out by looking at the WordPress.org plugins uh, ecosystem, which we always do a lot. So I want to make clear, like, crypto is just one of the, the many trends that we watch for uh, outside of WordPress, like what's happening, what's coming down the line. Obviously, at the moment, we're also watching things like generative AI and, um, you know, what happens with AR and 3D web tech, like how does WordPress respond to that? But we were seeing very real and clear uh, demand and adoption by merchants who are using open source plugins. So the idea of introducing these payment processing option to WooCommerce merchants is uh, to help drive that adoption to make sure that everyone's got access to the best possible education and to figure out like how we make the most of the positive intersections and how we mitigate like our uh, things which are potentially going to trip merchants up because it's a very complex space and there's a lot to navigate and people coming from a WordPress and a merchant perspective have quite a unique take on you know, they've got a unique set of requirements and expectations. So we want to be able to uh, help orient people through that so they have a really good experience. Yeah, it's a complex space, but what, you know, the what we're looking to solve is, is, is pretty simple, right? It's like, how do I accept crypto as a payment? And then how do I convert that to, you know, the US dollar for me, right? So like when you boil it down to, that's what like merchants are after, right? How do I accept crypto and how do I get it in the money that I, or in the currency that I use, right? So, and I think that's where systems like Coinbase come into play because, 100%. I mean, it is very complex, but you could really simplify it just to those two kind of requirements, right? And and if you can nail those two very quickly and easily for people, then I think it, then it'll work, right? Because that's all they care about. You want to make it easy for people to pay you, right? That's the, that's kind of the, the baseline default stance of all e-commerce. Make it easy for people to pay you, whether it's credit cards, PayPal, whatever, make it easy and crypto is no different, right? So I think just getting that into a process where it's super simple and allowing someone like Coinbase who, you know, this is what clearly what they excel at, you know, handle that is, is, is a great option for people. Something that has been I'd say a cool driver for Coinbase's success, like as a bystander watching it, is that they take a heck of a lot of complexity, right? There's all the uh, TradFi regulation that you have to go through. There's all of the Web3 crypto infrastructure complexity that you have to navigate through. And then there's the education about like this whole new ecosystem as well. So trying to marry all of those into a cohesive, easy to understand experiences. It's a, it's an awful lot. There are many uh, businesses that have done that out there. Um, so we're we're super pleased to have this relationship with Converse. So as a consumer, so I'm I'm coming to a WooCommerce site and it's got this integration with Coinbase. H- how does this work? How, it, let's say I just have my son gifted me Ethereum that he mined in his closet. You know. <laughs> I've got this Ethereum and I want to use it to buy something. How does this process work? What does it look like to, you know, 
a middle-aged mom who has Ethereum. So the way that it works is you would come into the checkout screen and you would see that cryptocurrency is an option. And when you choose to pay with cryptocurrency, that'll open up a page that will enable you to pay either with your Coinbase account, which is the easiest. So if you happen to have Ethereum in Coinbase, you can log in with your credentials and like one-click payment, just send it from there. Um, if you don't have a Coinbase account, we do also allow you to pay from any other wallet or exchange where you hold your cryptocurrency uh, by either copy pasting the amount and the address to send it to or scanning a QR code that has all of those details embedded in it. So it should be pretty easy. Uh, as, as Dave has said, we really try to obfuscate a lot of the complexity and just make it really clear and easy the things that you need to do. Um, and then we also give you feedback once you've sent that transaction of, hey, it's pending. Yes, it's completed. Your order's on the way. And we tie really nicely in with the WooCommerce set of tools and capabilities so that merchants can then do the order tracking for those payments. Are there, I'm curious, are there, while the a transaction is going through, like what's the average process time? Because I know obviously based on the coin and, and, and network traffic and things like that, you know, certain things can take longer sometimes. Is it is it pretty quick? I mean, it, or is it one of those things where you're, you're waiting for a minute or two while it's, you know, processing to kind of go through? Yeah, so that's a great question. We try and let the payer know pretty instantly that their payment has been sent successfully. Um, so give them that feedback and that confirmation that, yep, you've sent this. This is being processed by the system. Um, and so then that order confirmation and like all the details might take another minute or two. Um, but that confidence that, hey, I've paid and this went through is really pretty close to instant, maybe uh, five or 10 seconds at the outside. Um, the actual processing can take on the order of like minutes to at the at the outside, maybe an hour or two. But the amazing thing for merchants is that is the full time to settlement. So that's not just the time for us to know if the payment was successful. The funds are actually available for you to go use no matter where your customer was, no matter what they paid with in yeah minutes or an hour or two, which is uh, just a dramatic improvement on some of the credit card payout timelines. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I didn't even think about that factor of how quickly it kind of hits your account, right? Yeah. Your wallet in this in this instance. So um, that's a huge benefit because, yeah, I think what's Stripe at least a day, I think, before those funds drop. So that's interesting. And it depends kind of where you are in the world. Sometimes it's a day or two or three. Sometimes it can be on the order of weeks. Um, and so that fast settlement is huge. I think when we think about the benefits to sort of WooCommerce merchants, those sort of fast, cheap global payments as one bucket that you can really accept payments from anywhere that they'll settle to you in same day, you know, really real time. Um, the transaction costs are actually cheaper because there's not a lot of that interchange and you also have chargeback protection. So that's a really huge bucket of value. And then the other thing is it really does widen your audience and potential uh, kind of potential sales. So we see that, you know, customer preferences for how they pay are really broad and really varied. It's why there's so many different payment options. And uh, some payers really do prefer crypto and seek out stores that accept it. And so you're going to increase your customer base by offering it. Um, and we actually have seen some really interesting data that people who pay with crypto do tend to spend more. Um, one study even found almost twice as much. And the so that average value is higher. They buy, you know, um, bigger, more luxury goods. Uh, and with commerce, you have access to our, you know, 100 million uh, consumers on our platform who can pay. So it's a really broad customer pays that you have access to for those fast, quick, cheap settlements. That's awesome. I mean, uh, I'm curious, I'm sure one thing that comes up quite a bit from store owners that are dabbling or interested in, in working with crypto is just around the volatility of 
you know, the different assets, right? So meaning like a Bitcoin, maybe it's worth, you know, X amount of dollars today and, and tomorrow it's down, right? 10% or 5% or maybe it's up 10 or 5%. Like, I'm curious how Coinbase kind of addresses that with merchants where it's like a dollar maybe isn't always exactly a dollar. Um, and it may be good. It may be bad. It just kind of depends which way is the market kind of swinging. But what, you know, as a, as a, a website owner, if I'm selling something for $20, um, you know, what's, I'm curious how they, how, how you and Coinbase address that, because it may be worth $20 or it may not be in a day or two. Absolutely. Yeah. So commerce actually has two different products that we offer. We, one is called Coinbase managed and the other is self-managed and they have slightly different ways of handling this. So our Coinbase managed commerce offering is our custodial fully KYB solution where you're actually going to store and manage funds in a Coinbase exchange account, which you can easily offer ramp directly to your bank account. Um, and for that product, we have a feature called auto conversions. So we liquidate the, the funds as they come through as payment to US dollars um, as, as soon as they come in. And so that really minimizes the volatility window of any exposure. And you can even then automate withdrawals directly to your bank account. For our self-managed product today, uh, because payments are coming into a self-custody wallet that you're controlling and owning on your own, you'll receive those payments in the cryptocurrency that your customer chose to pay you in, and you can control which ones you want to accept. But again, those funds are made available in a couple minutes or maybe an hour or two. So the volatility in that period we have found has usually been very low. So if you sold a $20, $20 item, it's not going to go up or down that much in that period. Um, and you can withdraw those funds and get them sort of converted and off-ramped as soon as they arrive. Or we see a lot of merchants do it sort of once a day if they're managing funds themselves that really sort of reduces that volatility window. On the flip side, we have seen merchants like the example I gave earlier, uh, where merchants are actually trying to build crypto as kind of part of their balance sheet. And they'll actually hold that and they believe in sort of hodling for the longer term and can build value, you know, over time uh, with that strategy as well. There's a couple of other bits as well. If I can just jump in. Uh, Absolutely. So KYB uh, is new business. So yes. often in crypto, we talk about like KYC, KYB. Even uh, KYT, knowing your transaction. So that's just a bit of de-jargonification, which is part of my job. Um, other thing to know is like, I know I'm on a call with three Americans today, but Coinbase Commerce, like one of the uh, currencies that you can pay with is USD coin. And another one is DAI. Both these are stable coins that represent a dollar. They have different mechanisms behind that that we're not going to get into. But Brad, you said like there are two parts, right? There's accepting the payment and then converting it to USD. Like if you use stable coins, it's already like pegged. You don't need to necessarily extract it. And that particularly in this age is sort of uh, globally interconnected supply chain world, you might want to make an international settlement out to your supplier in Vietnam or the Philippines. If you can do that at a lower fee by sending them USD pegged currency over crypto rails, like you don't need to take it out back into the fiat system. You don't need an off-ramp. You don't need to pay extortionate Forex fees from banks and then wait for a long time. Like you can settle with your suppliers within hours of getting paid by your consumer. So there's also direct benefits to merchants' uh, cash cycles with this. Absolutely. And stable coins have really risen. Uh, I think they account for 
close to a third of all of our volume right now um, across USD coin, uh, Tether, and DAI. Um, so it's become really, really prevalent a way for merchants to accept payment and for consumers to actually, and businesses to pay. Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. If you are looking for an express checkout for you or your client's Woo shop, look into Peach Bay. It's customizable and makes it easy to change button colors, text, width, border radius, and a lot more on product pages, the cart page, checkout page, and the mini sidebar checkout. It also has an optional short code that allows you to drop it in wherever you'd like. You can even go further with customizations by adding upsells, cross-sells, and related products, as well as notes, coupons, discounts, and both multi-currency and multilingual options. PeachPay can also work as a supplementary checkout option or as a single payment method. And lastly, you can collect payments through Stripe, PayPal, Google Pay, and Apple Pay with more payment methods coming down the road. It's all there. Just check it out at peachbay.app. Staying on top of things, what about managing all those client projects in one place? The GoDaddy Pro Hub does just that, and it's free. From a single dashboard, you will have control over your client sites, products, and projects in one seamless experience. Save time on repetitive site maintenance tasks. Access all your client accounts with a single sign-on. And use tools that improve client collaboration. And top that off with priority support and it's the all-in-one hub. Learn all about it by simply going to dothewoo.io slash hub. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. What's the process for, let's say I've got a WooCommerce storefront selling high ticket items or high dollar value items, and I would like to open up to some of your rich crypto millionaires. (laughs) I want to get started with Coinbase. What's the process for a WooCommerce storefront owner or for an agency that's trying to help a storefront um, owner get started with Coinbase? So the first step would be figuring out which type of account you want. Do you want to manage the funds in crypto yourself or do you want to have Coinbase do it for you? If you want to manage funds yourself, which is our most global product offering, it's available almost everywhere in the world. Um, that process is nearly instant, super seamless. You give us sort of your username and password. We'll uh, verify your email. We'll set up your wallet with you and then you can start processing. So that process takes less than five minutes. Um, If you want to use the Coinbase managed option, then you're doing a full onboarding process with our custodial fund storage solution exchange. And so that's going to look like a much more um, rigorous sort of compliance process that'll take probably a week or two to get your account opened. um, And then you can start processing from there. You can then go into your WooCommerce store. Uh, you can turn that plugin on. Uh, it's really easy. You don't shouldn't need to do any code, uh, but you just sort of connect the two accounts and you can start processing those payments pretty much immediately. Cool. And if I have, like I know when I started with PayPal on a, on a storefront, there was a sandboxing option for testing and things like that. Coinbase offers that as well. We do not have a sandboxing option uh, today. So if you want to do tests, 
Um, you can do that. We recommend you do that. We're actually launching right now um, Polygon support, which is a layer two network, much cheaper, much faster uh, fees. So we would recommend doing sort of live transaction testing on one of those networks is going to be the easiest way for you to see the end-to-end process of paying with crypto. Good to know. Yes. <laughs> wow. Breaking news. I love it. Um, yeah, I think, you know, it'd be interesting as, as more sites are rolling out. And I'm curious if, if Coinbase has any data around this with, with the current sites you're supporting. But it, it's always a question of when someone hits the checkout and they, they, see crypt, they see crypto or they purchase with crypto, like would they have made that purchase if crypto wasn't an option, right? And I think it's, it's, it's hard to know probably just from looking at data and orders without actually talking to customers and kind of finding out like, hey, you, we saw you purchase with Bitcoin or Ethereum or whatever. Um, would you have made that purchase with PayPal or with a credit card or traditional traditional means? And I got to believe there's a percentage that probably would not would not have. Right. And they see the crypto and maybe that's the reason they decided to do it. Right. And you mentioned like in some areas, like it, it even potentially doubles order amounts if they're using crypto because they have the funds in the wallet. They're anxious to use it. So I don't know if you have any data around that, but it's more of just a comment. But I think it's, you know, over time, especially as we're managing our own stores or managing stores for our clients, we can put out surveys and feelers because I would expect there's a percentage that maybe wouldn't have made that purchase similar to like PayPal. Maybe some people only use PayPal. If that's an option, if not, they don't want to mess with it because it's kind of easy. Definitely. We've seen lots of different customer preferences play out and it, it can change a lot depending on what uh, part of a crypto cycle we're in, if we're in a bull run or in a bear market. But in the bull run, what we were seeing were, you know, lots of people had made a ton of crypto money. And so they wanted to go out and splurge on things uh, with these gains that they had created. And that was driving a lot of these like big, exciting purchases. And what we've started seeing a little bit in the bear market is actually some um, almost like tax loss, har- loss harvesting. So if you actually have losses on some of your crypto and you want to get out and you want to buy something big, you actually get to then write off that loss as part of spending your crypto for something. So there's really interesting different strategies. Um, but across the board, we are seeing that um, crypto crypto is often used to buy things that you maybe wouldn't have otherwise purchased. And so there certainly is that sort of new audience extra conversions that you might not have seen if you didn't support crypto. That's interesting. You know, I, I was curious how Dave had the funds to get that Lamborghini. I've seen him driving around, now, but now now it's all starting to make sense. Somebody got some gains they wanted to spend. It's uh, that's just tax loss harvesting, I'm afraid, Brad. <laughs> um, I wanted to make a couple of points from a sort of broader uh, payment perspective as well. So the first is that most merchants are using crypto as alternative payment methods at this time. Like, sure, you get some, like, specialty or, like, you know, crypto-specific merchants that are, like, just selling stuff for ETH or Bitcoin or whatever. But generally, it's offered alongside a credit card or in Europe, like a a SOFA or an ideal or, like, whatever the primary payment uh, method is in that locale. You add crypto on, you're automatically a getting a backup, but b reaching out beyond your traditional customer base. So, like if you've got somebody that wants to buy something from you in the states and they're in Germany, then like a bunch of German consumers just don't have credit cards. It's not the same culture again. It's like a it's a bit of a for US merchants. I guess it can be a bit like World League baseball, right? Like it's a World League, but it's only only America. Um, so. We, Try and encourage merchants to think about 
the possibilities for international sales. Now, if you're shipping stuff, like perhaps that adds complexity, you've got to ship like a baseball hat around the world. Maybe the shipping cost is like five times more than the merchandise itself. But as we move towards increasingly digital economies, like more digitally native goods and services, you don't have to ship. There's no reason not to sell globally. And so adding crypto as, you know, alternative payment methods, like two or three, like there's very little harm to it. And if it means that you get a couple of nice juicy orders every year, like seems like a win-win to me. Yeah, we're definitely moving, at least here in the U.S., we're moving to more of a cashless kind of society, right? And I think this really plays right into that. I've been going to a number of different, uh, you know, like sports, based, you mentioned baseball and like football and stuff. And so many stadiums went cashless for the pandemic, and they've basically stayed that way because it's so much more convenient. It's easier. It's They don't want to deal with cash. It's less messy. It's quicker. Um, and, you know, even a game I was at a week ago, cash wasn't even an option to buy anything. It was all cashless. And I think it's kind of starting to, and I know there's debates whether that's good or bad, but that aside, you know, I think it's starting to kind of get everybody comfortable with the idea of that digital first kind of online world, especially with payments, you know, and that's exactly where crypto fits in really, really well, because that's exactly what it does. Right. So, um, I think it's just the evolution we're headed towards. And even just down to the direct consumer experience. So for merchants, it's kind of interesting. You can choose to have like kind of crypto light approach, you know, accept the crypto, but it's all kind of managed for you. You can cash out to your bank faster than like traditional payment rails. But for consumers up until I'd say like the last few years, it's still required having a Web3 wallet stood up, like understanding like a base layer of user experience stuff before you're ready to start transacting. Now that people are getting more used to paying via QR code, actually like it's just a QR code with a bunch of different information in there. It opens up an app and you've got a balance and you click tap and off you go. Like the trend is really towards like very convergent payment experiences, I think. And whatever is going to be like the highest converting for a merchant and a consumer uh, together at that particular time, that particular transaction is, you know, it's going to be an attractive option. And so crypto just joins the, the ranks of available tools for merchants to provide that best experience at that time for maximum possible number of consumers. I don't think it needs to be too much more complex than that. I think we, it's almost like full circle coming back to that ease of use uh, story for for Coinbase. And that's something we're, we're really pushing hard on, particularly in the payment space. And I think something that's important to call out here also is there's a lot crypto payments can do today. We've talked about sort of international and a lot of sort of the benefits of faster, cheaper global commerce. But this industry is also still in the very early stages of being invented. And in the last, you know, 12 to 18 months, there are so many new use cases, so many new capabilities that have just started to be discovered and unlocked. And we are really starting to figure out how we integrate those into the payments use case, how we create sort of more on-chain processing. And we believe in a future of what we call programmable money, where you can really create, and I think this is very similar to that WooCommerce open source customizable, but you should be able to create really configurable payment flows for payments coming in, for payouts to your merchants, automate your business in ways that really just aren't possible with the dimensions that you have with you know, fiat money today, which isn't really programmable. And so there's certainly a benefit now to getting customers on board, but I think there's going to be net new business models that are built on top of crypto that just don't exist today in the same way the internet created a lot of net new business models. 
And I think that's, you know, I'm really excited to see the businesses that start to embrace that and see new ways of monetizing that can just supercharge their business moving forward. In the early days of of commerce, lots of people were like very afraid of like typing their credit card number into this like weird site that I've never shopped on before. And that whole like security mindset of like, I'm only going to shop with these big sites. Are there some advantages with what Coinbase is offering in the secure to, to give people more of a peace of mind for shopping on like maybe a site they've never shopped on before, or just, you know, not having to type in um, a credit card number, just using their Coinbase account? Are there any kind of security implications that would make it more friction-free to actually uh, transact with the business using your system? Yeah. So we see that, you know, lots of people are moving away from wanting to repeatedly type their credit card information in over and over again. And we hear a lot from payers using crypto that in circumstances, they find it just easier to use, right? Because again, you can just scan the QR code and approve the transaction. There's not a lot of manual data entry that you have to do and it and it's super seamless. From a security standpoint, um, if you're paying with your Coinbase account, um, that's super secure, right? Coinbase stands behind it. We are being like an extremely trusted uh, and secure product to pay with. If you're paying from a self-custody wallet or a Web3 wallet, um, there's also security benefits there because knowing your wallet address does not give anyone access to your funds, right? They can't just move it. They can't, it's not the same as like stealing your credit card number. Your credit card can now go be used. Stealing your wallet address, that doesn't work. So you have um, a private key that you should keep extremely secure if you're using a self-custody wallet. And that's the only thing you can use to actually send those funds. And none of that information gets transferred on chain. So it is intended to be a much more secure, much more private, privacy-centric uh, system for those who who uh, are managing their own keys as well. Excellent. Good point. I've always got to ask the security question. No, no, it's good. Um, and from a sort of pure play payments perspective, like rural crypto payments are a push payment rather than a call payment. So that's like where you open up a lot of security gap is where you have to like give authorization for somebody else to then like pull the payment from your account in the future. With crypto, you're pushing from one, one wallet to another. So it's just like a direct bank transfer, not a wire because they're a bit sketchier, but like a, a bank to bank, like we do a lot in the EU. So that's, there's a, just a sort of foundational security advantage there. Mm-hmm. I think secondarily, there's like a security and trust aren't the same, but they, uh, you know, they do rhyme. And so one thing that's worth bearing in mind for merchants who are looking to offer this is that demonstrating that you are accepting payments through Coinbase is like a trust signal to your consumers. You can't just sign up to Coinbase and be anyone as a merchant. You have to be KYB, like it's a fully regulated US business. So if there are any issues, like at least you know that's not like a, you know, it, at that point, it was a proper business that went through KYB and you've got a handle to it. So, for example, a lot of people talk about with crypto payments, the benefits to merchants of like no chargebacks and refunds. Like that means that they aren't uh, standards that are part of the payment network itself. It doesn't relieve you as the merchant to comply with consumer law. So uh, if a consumer has a right to a refund, you still have to give them a refund. The fact that you're saying, right, I'm registered with this big trustworthy uh, crypto payments company is a trust signal to consumers that you're not like, 
you know, a scammer or a thief or, or something else. So whilst there's no guarantees of anything in this world, uh, it seems more and more, it is a, an important signal. Uh, and it, I think it will probably act as some of those sort of trust marks that we used to see uh, as crypto, well, as payments with, were new to the web, you know, like the, we've got a certificate, we use X or Y payment processing. Yeah, the chargeback is actually a really good point because, like you said, if your return policy, you know, you're still required to give a, a, a refund, um, you're still required to do that, but you basically have to initiate that, right? As a store owner, you would have to push, push, essentially push that refund back to them versus a traditional credit card. A consumer can just go file a complaint, right? And they get their money back. And then it's on the store owner to kind of, you know, dispute that if it's outside of the, you know, return window or for whatever reason, you know, so it kind of puts that onus on the store owner um, to actually fight that back. Right. So that's a, that's a, that's a good point. Crypto is not a way of circumventing regulation, at least not for very right. long. You still need to give that refund, right? But it's you know, exactly. you're in control of that, so people aren't trying to abuse these chargebacks. And uh, we've even had that situation in our agency where there's been chargebacks on on payment for like work already provided, right? And then it's on us to kind of fight that, you know. So it gives merchants the choice, but I think this is also like so. We started out by saying that you know, peer-to-peer cash and uh, payments are the baseline use case for crypto. So why do you choose to pay Coinbase transaction fee? if you could just send crypto from one address to another. And my argument is always that it's about the value add that goes on top of the payment. So it's about merchant tools. It's about providing the integration with WooCommerce so that if you get three ETH, whatever you're selling, that's where three, three lands in your account. Like, how do you know which order that's associated to? Do you know that that was the price of the products that was ordered at that time you know they send 2.5 ETH or 3.5 ETH or did they send 3 ETH and giving you like a layer of tools as a merchant to be able to manage payments through this channel much like you'd expect through any other payments channel so for me it's like a pretty simple consideration if you're happy to pay like a small fee to have that convenience and that is sort of uh easier experiences both as a merchant and for your consumers you pay a fee for that, same as everywhere else. I mean, and it's, and it's honestly cheaper than a traditional, I mean, every credit card transaction, you're getting a fee, right? Which is actually higher than, than you know, what Coinbase has here. So Quite a bit higher. Yeah. So, I mean, it's you're, you're, you're losing less, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, every store owner wants to know the numbers and stuff and they want to factor that in, right? So it's it's an important thing to note. There are fees, but they're they're smaller than traditional credit cards. So give, give us the skinny. Lauren, what are we looking at as a merchant to transact using Coinbase? Yes. So it's a 1% fee, um, which is much smaller than sort of the the nearly 3% that you'll see with credit cards. Um, and as Dave was very eloquently sharing, uh, you know, the, the benefits that you get from that is we do all of the blockchain infrastructure management. We are, you know, always adding new chains and new assets for you to be able to support. We track all those payments and give you sort of automated updates uh, through commerce, through WooCommerce, and really help sort of streamline and, and do that payment attribution or helping you know which orders have actually been paid and, and where to fulfill those payments. Um, so all of those merchant tools and, and payment processing capabilities you've come to expect uh, come along with commerce as well. Plus just the Coinbase name means a lot in an industry that is so new and is a little wild west out there. Um, over the we've, we've been through a few cycles, right? And we've seen Exchanges come and go. We've seen some stories that are worthy of, I'm sure there's going to be a movie someday of some of these other exchanges that have had issues. But Coinbase seems to be sort of the rock solid exchange, the rock solid 
institution in the in the crypto space that has has that level of trust that you guys have weathered a lot of storms. Can you talk a little bit about um, sort of like, I don't know, what what makes Coinbase different than some of these other exchanges that have been sort of newsworthy in, in the past few months? I think it comes back to our our mission and the way that we've approached everything we do. We really believe in empowering economic freedom around the world and we have always focused on being the most trusted and the most secure. And what that means is we've complied with every regulation. We're a public company. We have audited financials uh, that we publish every quarter publicly. We are audited much more frequently than that. And you can see with Coinbase that in some circumstances, complying with regulation really does slow you down. And so you'll see some of these other exchanges grow a little faster or move a little quicker because they're not complying with all the regulations. But at the end of the day, we've always believed that that's the future to helping crypto become mainstream, to growing the whole pie, to really helping people in a secure way be a part of this ecosystem. And so we've always taken those longer paths to get to, to, get to some of the capabilities. So if you occasionally see us with a token you really want that we don't have yet, it's probably because we're trying to just be really rigorous about security and making sure that that everyone is protected and everyone can operate in this uh, new and exciting space with the protection of, of the Coinbase name and brand. I love it. Is there anything that we didn't ask that you think people should know, uh, WooCommerce developers, uh, people with storefronts that are considering this that we haven't asked that you'd like uh, like to let them know? Uh, just let you know that it's really amazing to see all the volume that WooCommerce merchants are already processing with us today. As Dave said, we've we've been working together in a less less uh, tightly tied capacity since 2018, um, and it's really just amazing to see some of the success that these businesses have had on our platform. And we're really excited to work with you. So please send us your questions. Uh, we can't wait can't wait to see how accepting crypto payments can help your business grow. I am so excited. I can't wait to watch this this really grow. If people want to follow you and, and see more of what you think about crypto and WooCommerce, where can they find you online? Ooh, really good question. Um, I am not as super active in the Twitter sphere or anything like that, but you can certainly follow some of the um, more regular kind of Coinbase company handles and the Coinbase Commerce uh, handles on Twitter. Yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, Lauren Dowling, work at Coinbase. Uh, and yeah, you can connect with me there. Great. I'm going to follow you because I think this is super interesting stuff. And we are so grateful that you took out the time today to come talk to us and share what Coinbase is doing with WooCommerce. Thanks so much. And thanks so much to Dave Lockie again from WooCommerce coming and joining us today. And I, I think we're going to have some more episodes. I'm pretty excited to talk to even more people about what is happening in the crypto space and WooCommerce. And Brad, any final thoughts? I mean, this was great. Really appreciate you coming on, Lauren and Dave. Um, really fascinating. Learned some things, which I love. So um, looking forward to getting this on. Maybe Bob will start charging for these episodes. We can get a little crypto, <laughs> wa- little shared wallet going, Bob. And we can, you want to listen, you know? Is that going to be a multi-sig, Brad? Do we, do we all have to agree we're going to spend it on? Yep. Lambos for yep. everybody. Starting a day off. Amazing. Well, thank you all again. It's been just an absolute pleasure coming and chatting with you all and really excited to see uh, see the future of this partnership. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. And thanks to everyone who has been listening. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends. If you're looking for a streamlined checkout, do visit peachpay.app. 
and GoDaddy Pros Hub where you can manage your client sites with some of the top professional tools in the trade at GoDaddyHub.com. Make sure and keep up to date with our episodes and consider using my favorite open source podcatcher, Pocket Cast, or your own app preference. So until the next time, keep on doing the woo.